Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shemayer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, installment number five of our series from Passover to Pentecost, and we're actually getting to the point of Pentecost. So we are in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 16 through 22, which reads, Until the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, you are to count 50 days. That's where Shavuot, which means Feast of Weeks, so you're counting seven uh, seven weeks, seven Sabbaths. Um, Pentecost is is the Greek word for 50. So until the morrow, after the seventh, uh, seventh Sabbath, you are to count 50 days, and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. You are to bring it out of your houses, two loaves of bread for a wave offering, made of two uh, tenths of an ephah of fine flour. They are to be baked with hamets. They're to be baked with leaven at this time as a first fruits to Adonai. So this is one of the very uh, you know few times where you're going to see hamets uh, in relation to uh, kind of a sacrifice here. Uh, you are to present along with the bread seven one-year-old lambs without blemish, one young bull, and two rams. They will become a burnt offering to Adonai with their meal offerings and their drink offerings and an offering made to the Lord by fire, a sweet aroma to Adonai. Also, you are to offer one male goat for a sin offering and a pair of year old male um a pair of year old male lambs for a sacrifice of fellowship offerings. Then the Kohen and the priest is to wave them with the bread of the first fruit as a wave offering before Adonai with the two lambs. They shall be holy to Adonai for the Kohen. In other words, the Kohen gets a portion of this sacrifice so he can eat it and share the meat with his family and other fellow priests. You are to make a proclamation on the same day that there is to be a holy convocation. What does that mean? It means it's just like a Sabbath. You're to meet together and worship, and it says you shall do no regular work. This is a statute until Jesus comes. No, this is a statute forever in all your dwellings. In other words, no matter where you live, whether in Israel, whether in Babylon, whether in Assyria, whether in exile, in all your dwellings throughout your generations. Now, when you reap the harvest of your land, you are not to reap, to reap the furthest corners of the field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Rather, you are to leave them for the poor and for the outsider. I am Adonai, your God. I think it's very interesting here where, you know, the he ends this command of Shavuot and the sacrifices in regards to Shavuot, Pentecost, and saying, when you do reap and you do bring in your harvest, because this is an agricultural festival, it's an agricultural type sacrifice of thanksgiving for God's bounty, you are to remember the poor. With every single high holy day, it is a custom and tradition for the Jewish people to give zedakah, which means charity, to give charity to some sort of uh, organization, uh, widow, orphan, poor person. And so here is the command built into Shavuot here, talking about when you reap the, the your fields, don't, don't harvest your entire field leave the edges for the poor so they can glean so they can you know reap for themselves and uh, because they're too poor to buy grain for themselves so this is the agricultural aspect but where Shavuot originated was back at Mount Sinai because at Mount Sinai uh, um, the children of Israel met before the mountain Moses went up to receive the law come down and relayed the law to the people the law uh, the people accepted the law 
uh, that God had placed upon them and declared that they would live by that. And of course, there was a dark cloud, there was thunder, there was lightnings, there was a ram's horn, there was voices, there was, you know, just a lot of, uh, uh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, smoke and light show, basically. Uh, there was just a, a lot of special effects, if you will, divine, that is. And, um, that's kind of you know where the origination of of Pentecost or Shavuot came. So uh, the New Testament correlation is you know like I said yesterday, Yeshua hung around for forty days, ten days shy of Shavuot, he ascended back into heaven. So you have these ten days left, and it's kind of uh, uh, building up and counting up to Pentecost. So of course the famous passage in Acts chapter two is Pentecost. So the entire passage is permanent pertinent, but we don't have time to read that, so I'll just read the first four verses. Then the day of Shavuot had come. They were all together in one place. Why were they together in one place? Because we read in Leviticus 23, it was commanded for them to have a holy convocation. Suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. That is equivalent to the sound of the shofar in uh, when God touched down at Mount Sinai because it takes a mighty wind in order to make the sound the shofar makes. You have to have wind passing through that ram's horn. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and tongues of fire spread out and appeared to them and settled on each one of them. There was also fire on Mount Sinai. The people saw fire, so there's the correlation there. They were filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues. It says that at Mount Sinai, when God spoke, there was thunders, and lightnings, thunders, plural. That word thunders could also be translated as voices. The rabbis say that they heard voices from Mount Sinai, that not only the children of Israel, but the mixed multitude that were with them heard God and his laws in their own language. This is definitely a correlation between the event at Sinai and Acts chapter 2, because it says they were filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak out. There's the voices. But if you read further in the passage, it says everybody heard the gospel in their own language. So there is how, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, Pentecost or Shavuot from Leviticus 23 meets and correlates and, and, and just blends together so well with Acts chapter 2. So this has been our journey from Passover to Pentecost. Now you know the timeline from the Old Testament or the original covenant to the New Testament or the renewed covenant, as I like to say. So tomorrow we're going to get into the last half of Leviticus 23 and do kind of a sum, summarization of um, the fall festivals, because what we've been dealing with here is the spring festivals in, Levit in um, Leviticus chapter 23, verses 1 through 22. Now Leviticus 23, 23 through 44 is talking about the fall festivals and we're going to get into that tomorrow so look forward to seeing you here tomorrow thanks so much for listening go out there and have a great day shalom and god bless